0: The Metis Tech Show. Welcome to The Medis Tech Show, a show for HVAC professionals by HVAC professionals.
1: The Metis Tech Show. It's so Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Metis Tech Show. So, how was your travel here? It was okay. It was kind of cold, chilly this morning. I had to call, I had to pick up somebody from uh, from their home this morning because they were having problems with their car. And where, where did you fly in from? Uh, Just- I flew in from Cincinnati. It was uh, straight flight. Uh, yeah, First man. class, baby. Oh. Yeah, I got yeah. status. <laughs>
0: I I flew in next to the UPS box. Very cheap ticket. I Uh, bet you were
1: tasked around a few times, weren't uh, you?
0: uh, It's nice being back up in New England (laughs) from Florida. It's 61 degrees and I can't find enough jackets. Wow. Speaking of
1: New England, what are we having for dinner tonight? Oh,
0: going to have some chowder. Chowder? Chowder. Chowder. I like chowder. Stuffed quahogs. You know what stuffed quahog I
1: have no idea what that is. As
0: as the Wampanoag say, quahog. Is it? Yeah. It's a clam. It's a hot shell clam. All right. It's got some muguisa in it, Portuguese style.
1: Oh, ha, ha. I like Portuguese
0: food. <laughs> yeah, I come up here at 2.06, I go home at 2.11. And that's pounds, by the way. So <laughs> hear that. I feel it. I so, feel it. So listen, what the heck are we talking about today?
1: Well, today we're going to talk about going on a service call. Yeah, let's keep what it short sure, because I'm hungry now. Should, All the talk about food. What should technicians do when they approach a service call? Uh. And, you know, I tell in my classes, uh, you, you're, the technician is dealing with two problems. One is the equipment problem. The other one is the homeowner problem. Who is always right. And I asked them, "Who? which one of those two are they good at? And the answer is the equipment problem because that's what they're trained for. But if they don't take time to approach the homeowner and get the symptoms, establish a relationship. You know, I learned a long time ago that the homeowner does not have to like me, but they have to trust me. <laughs> You know so what are you, you, know what what do you saying?
0: You're looking at me saying, I have to like you
1: and trust you. Yeah, because you, you, you look kind of shady <laughs> yeah. across the yeah. desk over here. Come out of here. But yeah. anyway, yeah, you know, approach the homeowner with no tools. Right. I picture many technicians wearing a backpack full of tools and a set of gauges hanging like a collar and then a recovery machine on their left hand and a vacuum pump on the right, approaching the front door and say, okay, miss, where is it? Yeah. No relationship building, nothing of that sort, and they're missing the point.
0: My experiences, too, because I've been in a service van quite a few years, I'd probably get a third of the service call uh, completed just by talking to the customer. What's going on? What's not going on? What did you do? Did you trip any breakers? Did you touch anything? You know, am I the third person you called?
1: Yeah, I mean, where where is the equipment located? Right. right. Um, how old is it? Right. If uh, you know things like that, just engage with the homeowner. Right. So establish that relationship. So once that's done, I I believe we should be looking for blinking lights. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question.
0: Like when we do a class, we we bug our equipment. Yes. Isn't it funny how? We say, okay, ready, let's go. Let's do a service call. We'll give them a scenario what the equipment is. And the first thing they do is they go out to the piece of unit and start ripping off the panel. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? Is that what you do at a customer's house? Is that ripping off the panel before you even say hello to them? So, uh, so let's go from that approach. Yeah. let's go from And, that and
1: approach. That's, I love that because the scenario, I tell them the scenario is the homeowner talking to you. You should listen to the homeowner, and that, the scenario, is what allows you to proceed. What you say? Uh, what? The scenario listen. is what allows you to proceed in the service call. I'm speaking English, <laughs> right? No <laughs> hablo inglés. Contractor. Contrato. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we're inside already. Uh, we're looking for a controller, whether it's a handheld or a wall-mounted or a wireless like the MHK 2 and, uh, it's, you know, we look for lights. We look for lights at the indoor units first. And then we confirm that there's, uh, whether there's maybe some blinking lights outside. And then we go back inside and turn the system on.
0: And again, you know, you talk about talking to the customer. And I would ask the customer, did you shut the unit off? Did you shut the disconnect off? Because sometimes I have customers, they tell me, well, the service guy or the installation guy when he was here. So if you got a problem, shut it off and reset it. So, uh, you know, that's another great question to ask them because you may be getting there with it already locked in code, you know, faulted out, or in the process of doing that. So,
1: Right, and we need to be careful which words to use also. Like I learned a long time ago, um, we refer to a unit uh, making noise. To me, all make noise. Yeah, to me, noise is a negative. Yeah. So I changed that to sound. Which is more, which is better? That unit is making a sound, or is that unit making noise? Which one has, which one is better in the customer's mind? Like as far as what sounds different or what yes, sounds right? Yes, it may be an objectionable. Yeah, that was, that was the prop- 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 p- look you had on right. my face on that right. one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is it an objectionable sound? Right, noise is noise is a negative in, in, in a human's mind. Mm-hmm. So by tweaking the language a little bit, it it it, it removed that negativity that the homeowner may have uh, towards the product or towards the issue. That may not have a problem, right? So by using certain words, we we tend to make it worse.
0: Yeah, that's 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 good information. That's good information. So the. Technician goes in, and the first thing you should do, in my opinion, is probably just try to start the equipment after they talk to the customer. Yeah. I think at that point, you know, whether it's a wall mount control or handheld mount control, um, just, just talk to the customer. Try to start the piece of equipment and listen for sound or noise. You know, as you just said, you know, it was a very good point on how to explain that or, you know, the difference of the two. And then at that point, you know, look for some sort of, you know, flash code, depending on what type of piece of equipment it is, uh, whether, you know, inside. Obviously, that's where I'd be first uh, before I approach the outside unit. So,
1: right. And then, you know, I, I, I just and the the point I was talking about noise and sound is to forget the word noise. Use sound instead is what I, the point I was trying to make. So, yeah, you're inside. You turn the unit on. So you're looking for a controller. Right. I am. And what kind What kind of controller might there be? Well, there could be a handheld
0: remote controller or a wall mount. And okay. the wall mounts, we have a couple of choices of what type they are. But nevertheless, it's either on the wall or you put it in your hand. Okay.
1: So how? what kind of tools do you need for that?
0: Um, probably just a little bit of knowledge how to run the controller.
1: Yeah. So that, that's it. No that's tools. Sure. No hand tools.
0: Yeah, but let me ask you a question. What if I need to find out more information about that? Here it comes. MyLinkDrive.com.
1: Yes. com. Exactly. And you so, can find that on your tablet or your mobile device yeah. and anything and everything you need to know about Mitsubishi is found on mylink drive. So basically com. they're they're in the house with a handheld
0: or wall mount controller and a tablet or, you know, a computer or a phone. And and that's that's probably where they're gonna start right there.
1: Right. And yeah. then well, let's say the equipment did start. Okay. What should you do next?
0: Well, I'm probably going to look for, like, some sort of fault, see if it would happen, see if it stops running or intermittently tries to run. And, um, you know, at that point, if I do get a fault code, you know, probably one of my most important tools at that point is MyLinkDrive.com. That's, right. I, that's where I'm going to find the information.
1: And also in the scenario that there may not be any fault codes right there, it, I recommend the guys do a uh, Delta T. Oh sure, sure. To see if the outdoor unit is running, or or where our temperature drop or temperature rise, depending on the mode. Uh, it may be,
0: yeah. That's a lot of quick information with some pretty simple tools. Exactly. You know, that gives you a good idea right there. If you know, if you have a, you know, very low delta T or just you know, it seems like it's just you know recirculating the air, uh, then you know you got a problem. But at least you're engaged in the customer at that point, and and actually, you know, to some degree, make them a part of the service call. You know, educate them. You know, keep, you know, layman's term. Just just tell them what you're looking for.
1: You yeah, know. and once once you find that blinking pattern, that blinking pattern, that full code. <laughs> Um, that was a tough to, thing to yeah, say. It was, <laughs> there was something going through my throat at that moment. You know, we can put this uh, on pause and clear our throats. Yeah, thugs, I know, you know? That, well, that was that a Cuban frog going through. <laughs> Anyways, so we've got the, we've got the, uh, the the flashing lights. Yeah. So when we go to MyLink Drive, we have to be sure we're looking at the correct chart, because one chart is for historical full codes while another chart is for current fault codes. And a lot of times we may get confused out in the field. We may be looking at the wrong fault code list and leading us through a dark path that we'll never find. In some other cases, some of the product will give us a digital display, but not all of them do.
0: All right, and if, if you have a fault code on the inside, would you have a fault code on the outside?
1: It's On some products you do, yeah, you have yeah. to look at both. Yeah. Because many charts will tell you what is the how many blinks are in the indoor unit, how many blinks are on the outdoor unit, and then specifically tells you what that fault code means.
0: Yeah, and just so, you know, just to let people know is that um, you know, especially the service decks out there and stuff like that. Everything that you need, we have no secret book. There is no secret book. It's all on mylinkdrive.com.
1: And talking about delta T, delta T is you'll need a thermometer, okay? It's all you need. It's a thermometer. Sure. You run the system. You go out, you're at the indoor unit, okay? You measure the return air temperature, all right? And then you measure the supply air temperature. And you're looking for a split of What? A, a, a 20 to 30, according to the service So menu.
0: that's our traditional numbers on all equipment. So nothing's right. changed on that. So if you've been doing this since the 70s like we have, we still look for that same number, 20-degree split minimum. Right.
1: And typically, in, in the cooling mode, the return air temperature will be a higher number than the supply air temperature. And what about in the heating mode? You do, in the heating mode, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Your return air temperature will be lower than the, your supply, so you do the math, and that's how you find your temperature differential.
0: And, and we in the heating mode, we look for a good 40-degree split, and that simply means the air is coming in at 65 uh, we want it to be coming out at 105. Right. And, and you know, so so we could do that real quick. Uh, I, I actually... You know, technologies. I have a little infrared um, um, temperature sensor. I just put it on the vein, and it, it might be a little bit different, but it, only by a couple of degrees. That way I don't have to bring a ladder, dirty up the customer's house, things along the lines of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, old school. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, like like it, I know you are. I know you
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like those laser thermometers. But one thing to keep in mind, the, 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 the thing to remember when you're looking for Delta T, that 20 to 30 degree uh, differential cool mode yep you you look you're doing it on test mode always because you never know what the demand is on normal operation so you can't really verify at 20 to 30 differential on normal operation.
0: And there's a couple different ways we can put things into test mode. Some situations we can put them in with a controller. We can put them in with Kumo Cloud. We got a button we can push. Uh, So that's very important to realize that you have to have it in test mode. All right. And if you are doing some troubleshooting, you really want to take it out of test mode and put it into normal operation. So good point. But, you know, Delta T, you know, it's been around since the beginning. It's going to be around at the end. Yes.
1: And then once you find that blinking pattern, that full code, then you go to the service manual. And I emphasize unit-specific service manual because there's not one service manual for all. Um, and, and that's to find what the problem or what that full code actually means. Um the, yeah. the, 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 so go ahead. So 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 now we're, we've established that we got a fall code on the
0: inside. So now we're going to head outside. Uh, you know, I carry a small tool pouch. You know, I mean, everybody's got their own um compartment to put the tools in. Anyways, so the one thing I'm probably not going to bring out there would be my gauges. Uh, most of the time you don't need your gauges at all. We right. just we just really use the gauges nowadays. If we are pretty positive that we have a leak in refrigerant, but you can gain a lot of that information. Um, you know, in some controls depending on what they are, depending on what the model of the unit is, you can gain some information from the controllers. But gauges, you know, you know we just don't use them that much anymore. Um, you know, cross-contamination, uh, losing refrigerant. These are considered critical charge refrigerant systems, and that means exactly what it is, critical charge. So go out the side, take a look at the unit, take off the panel, see if you can find a blink and flash code out as well. And once again, back to mylinkdrive.com that's where right. the information
1: is and and then it i mean i love the manuals because they're so clear in in what process to take uh, in some cases you may have a troubleshooting chart uh, that requires you to answer questions in a yes or no answers flow my favorite absolutely yep, no, and my favorite. I, they're fully understood and then if but one thing that i also that i realized that happened to me is if i skip a step and I reach to a certain location that says, go back and do something else that I just did five minutes ago. You better go back and do it oh, again. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. what it's trying to tell you is whatever is going on further down is not making sense. So you need to go back and start over again. Yeah,
0: flow Chats are nice like that. I like them too. It was one of my favorites. But uh, not always like that. Some things have you doing things in a different sequence and different way of doing it. Um, but all that critical information once again
1: yeah look. and and regarding the gauges i can't we can't say that enough right. uh I mean w- you never need them because you've got delta T. Delta T checks a refrigerant charge and airflow. Everything. That's all you need to check. Absolutely. So you Absolutely. should never have to use the gauges. And the reason why we don't recommend using gauges is why: cross contamination, loss of refrigerant.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, once again, cross contamination could be nitrogen, different type of refrigerant. Uh, it's just, it's just not. You just don't need to do it. Right. You know, you don't need to, unless you really suspect a leak and you see some sort of deposit of oil.
1: Yeah and then sometimes you may have to it, it, it if the if the service uh, code the fault code requires you to do a voltage test. Yes, another tool that you should have in your toolbox is a good multimeter. What? One that will allow you to measure voltage, resistance, um and then on the resistance side, you need to have one that will allow you to measure at least up to 1 mega ohm. Uh, I've known the ones, the two meters that I have, both measure up to 40 mega ohms. But on the voltage side, you want individual scale. You don't want to use auto scales uh, because we are dealing with both AC and DC voltage in our circuits. And then the meter, it cannot decide which one to display on your digital display. So
0: you want to, you want to. You want to be able to control specifically what you're checking at that time, whether it's AC or DC.
1: Absolutely. Rock on, AC or DC. Right. You want to set it on the DC scale if you're looking for DC voltage, or you want to set it on the AC scale for AC voltage.
0: And let me just say this. On my meter, I have – I call them electronic leads. Uh, They're almost like a needle. Um, They're adjustable or extendable. Uh, Typical leads for that meter – just not going to work on a board. Um, yeah, a couple of things they work fine on S ones two, things along the lines of that. Line voltage coming into the uh, to the lugs, but when you get into those uh, um, uh, connectors, you know, very small, very small openings, very small, um, and and a good set of needle leads work just fine. Real cheap, real cheap to get them.
1: Absolutely, and they're great for when you go inside the connectors because you do not have to remove uh, a connector to test. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you don't want to remove any connector with the power onto the unit. Why not? Because what does DC positive always follow? Always follows ground. Absolutely. So if you unplug Boom. a plug, exactly, yeah. you can either harm yourself or harm the control board right. by yeah. creating a spark.
0: And that's almost a guarantee. You unplug high voltage DC you're going to lose the Yes.
1: So the needle leads will allow you to go inside the connector and look for voltage and so forth. One thing that we need to realize also, Roland, is not every service call that we go on is a problem service call. Uh, Explain that a little bit more for our fans. Because let's say that uh, at night, for instance, uh, we're in the bedroom, we have a wall-mounted unit, and – the system may not be run the inter unit may not be running less like a multi zone, but we hear refrigerant flow through the refrigerant through the line set, but that's and then the customer complains about hearing sound not necessarily a noise, but they complain about that. But that's not a problem. That's lack of communication between the contractor and the homeowner not explaining on what to expect. And that's a good point because sometimes we have to pull things Mm -hmm. apart, and I think the customer
0: typically thinks that if I'm pulling something apart, there's something wrong. We're looking for something. So, so yeah, that's 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 a very good point you bring up. And again, that goes back to that customer relationship, reassuring them or just at least keeping them update on um, what you're doing and why. Right. You know, and, and if you did have that situation where, like you said, at night time you can have refrigerant movement depending on what the system is doing, and explain it to that customer and that just kind of seals the deal with the customer saying, Okay, good, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's probably going to go to
1: something else, which would be the outdoor unit, and and that's what you're going to right. do. And one thing that that I can share about because this really happened to me in the field when I was on my own uh, on my own company, I went on a service call, and the homeowner, um, it, the, the contract, someone else had installed the system, and but they failed to uh, explain how a inverter system worked. Versus a single stage on and off type of air conditioning system. Sure, sure. So the system will, on, on a single stage system, the system is going to go on and off. And that's what they've been used to for 20, 30 years. So now you go in with an inverter product, Mitsubishi, and the system runs at a lower capacity, much longer time. What are they thinking? If you don't explain that process, what are they thinking? They think it's going to cost me more because that thing has been running for an hour. So that's what you need to spend some time
0: on. And just to just to mirror that follow-up on that, I had a customer call me one time and said, uh, I got a service call. My fan my fan plate is, uh, is Billy running. And I said, well, what's the temperature in the house? Well, it's set at what I got the thermostat or the controller set at. And uh, I was like, okay, so what's the problem? Well, the fan, that fan is not running. I'm telling you right now, it's not running. And I explained to the customer, I said, listen, call me tomorrow. If it's still running fine, just let me know. That system will adjust to the temperature. I said, the reason the fan's running so small, uh, slow, that's the smart system you have. Right. And they were, they were like, oh, oh, okay, I understand that a little bit. And uh, so that, that's what you're referring yeah. to. And that I, stuff
1: happens. And that's especially in that scenario, mm-hmm. they're thinking they've got a problem. But if the controller and the temperature in the room matches what the controller is asking What's for. What's the problem? There's no problem. There's no
0: problem. So, you know, so and it, it was kind of nice because also the customer was like, well, you would have come out here and and told me that. I said, yeah, I would have. And she said, would you have billed me? I said, I have to. Yeah. And she said, well, you just saved me a lot of money. I like you guys. So right. and that's, it that's all. It goes to trust.
1: trust absolutely. Right? Absolutely. The first so in recapping, uh, the first thing to do is to approach the homeowner, get an idea of what's going on. You don't need any tools for this. And then what after you approach the homeowner?
0: Uh, I just asked uh, ask the scenario what's going on, um uh, what what she is or he is experiencing, uh or what led up to the specific reason why they called. Now obviously a real clear one is that you set the controller for seventy four degrees and it's eighty one degrees in your right. in your house in the summertime, or vice versa in the wintertime, set it for sixty eight and it's fifty two. Um that that's clear information that there's a problem.
1: Okay. And then in uh, depending on what we hear Depends on what we do. Absolutely. You know, we always Absolutely. try to bring the system on first, then go from there.
0: Okay, so the scenario is customer had a problem. Service tech went in there, established communication with the customer, diagnosed a piece of equipment. Let's just say they found out what it was and they were able to fix it. They fix it. What would the service tech do next?
1: Okay, before fixing and I believe the, home, the technician should go to the homeowner and say, Mrs. Jones, this is what I found, and I can fix it. Saying the technician saying I can fix it. What do you think that do to the homeowner? it's trust? It's Absolutely. trust. Absolutely. I'm here. I've got what I need to fix it with. I'm going to go ahead and fix it with your approval and then proceed. And then he fixes it. Then they have fixed the problem. Then they go back. They clean up, button up the equipment, clean up, make sure that all trash that has been created, like. When you strip wires, I I go to a many jobs, mm. and I said the insulation on the grass, that's a negative. Absolutely. You don't want it put And then you clean up, you, you tidy up, and then you go in and you converse with the homeowner. Your system is working properly. And the reason why I know it's working properly, because the Delta T I did not have before, I have now. Yep. So that's the proof. Uh, in the and, you know, one of the things I also do, I always tell that if I'm
0: outside at the condensing unit and things along the lines of that, and I notice shrubbery and plants and leaves, you know, up here in New England, we really don't have this in Florida, but you have, you have leaves and uh, I, I do not miss raking them up, but I, I just make the customer aware that they may have some stuff out there that may block the condenser a little bit and that could cause a problem. And it's just, again, it's it's right from the very beginning. It's just establishing trust. It's doing your job. And, Sounds like a lot of the job is communication. That's what it sounds like to me.
1: And once you stop with that trust, you're not going to have any problems getting paid. There's no questioning. You engage the homeowner. You're making part of the process. You present your bill, and they happily write you a check.
0: I'm calling you the next time something breaks down at my house. Any day, buddy. I know I could fix it, but I'd just rather have a nice conversation with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll teach you the difference between noise and sound. Oh,
0: I know. (sighs) <sighs>
1: All right. So that I think that's it. We've uh, given a lot of uh, information on this and uh, on, on what to do on the service call. Um, love to have you registered for class. Love to see you in my class. Love to see you in one of the classes throughout the 11 different schools. Love right to see you then. All right, baby. Adios. I'll be back. Hasta la vista.